Hey there and welcome to the Movers and Mavericks podcast brought to you by We Move. This episode we bring you three conversations from this year's Exhale Festival. Exhale is a festival of like minds who come together and share, learn and experience ideas of movement, healing and more importantly good vibes. We went to hang out with friends here for the day and found ourselves meeting the next three people uh, and the opportunity to share their ideas was too good to pass up. First up, we speak to Tristan Kobayashi, a coach who is exploring the world of bodyweight and calisthenics. And I wasn't expecting his backstory, but then again, there's a story and learnings from everyone if we're present enough to hear them. It's a great quick entry into Exhale. Next up, we speak to Nicola Price, who we knew of but had not connected her to the breathing movement we've been following since day one at WeMove. Nicola runs Inspirational Breathing, an organization which uses the healing power of the breath to release our potential, heal trauma, and ultimately get more from life. In the arena of sports, we can often get bogged down with the performance being about the numbers, and Nicola makes a real case for connecting with our breath to delve deeper into what's holding us back. Oftentimes, working harder isn't the way to make the gains we want. And finally, we catch up with Mark Aquaviva on a real strong recommendation from Carl Four from episode nine. Now, we, Chris and I attended Mark's class prior to the recording, and for ease of definition, Mark practices yoga. He's a yoga teacher, but that doesn't celebrate Mark's ideas about movement and the relationship we have with our body. At the end of the practice, I felt slightly bamboozled and my body was asking loads of questions about how to get out of my own way and develop my practice. It was a very good spend of two hours. Each conversation is around the 25 minute mark. We could have gone on with each one, but it felt right to bring you these three connected individuals in this shorter format. As always, let us know what you think by sending us a message on Instagram at We Move Magazine. Leave us a review on iTunes and or Stitcher if you're into what we're doing and enjoy the show. Nicola, we're here at XL Festival. You're being harassed by, by Rocky, by Rocky to Russell. get you to throw something, <laughs> which I'll, I'll take care of. Um, Nicola, thanks for coming to chat to us. It's a pleasure. Um, we just bumped into you at the XL Festival. Um, I was completely drawn in because you were doing some breath work with different people. And um, James had actually... Did uh, last did year you gave me a session i couldn't really describe it but it was almost like you you did something and i think i started crying and i was like whoa what's that you know there was this release and then you're like hooked <laughs> when you know when you have those things you're like what is this wow. yeah so the magic there probably what happened were was you were breathing with your shoulder muscles you were breathing up into your chest and which is what a lot of people do and then when you start to breathe in your belly, that's where you hold a lot of emotional stuff. So when you take the breath down to the belly, that's a very typical response. The breath comes into the belly and it releases a lot of old emotion that is just really waiting to be released. And that's why a lot of people breathe up into their chest because the emotional bag's a little bit too intense and and it's it's sometimes difficult with conditioning to take that leap and be able to be honest with feelings and to feel them so people circumnavigate the breath around that inability to want to feel Mm. difficult emotions in the belly 
We're Had jumping straight in here, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, no, I don't. I don't <laughs> mince my words or hang about. How did so. you? How did you come to learn about the breath work that you're that you're doing with people? I went to a, a breath workshop, and it was transformational. I bawled my head off at the end, not because I was experiencing old emotions. It was a new emotion of oh my goodness, I found something really powerful here. So, And I knew that it would be something that I would train in and pick up and run with. So my background was in corporate, so I, I worked in personal development and teams and looking at how people can be more effective. Actually, I took work into the love place. And, uh, sorry, work, love into the workplace. That's a really interesting <laughs> work into the love place. Yeah, interesting. So... Now the work that I do is very much about individuals and and finding their truth and love with their own breath. How? How? How, how, do, you, how do you do this work? <laughs> oh, okay, so what you saw me here at Excel Festival is doing a breath pattern analysis. And so I look at someone, I take an, uh, do an analysis of, of someone's breath and pretty much everybody has got a dysfunctional breath one way or another. So and and that's just learn, or that's because of something that's happened, or yeah, it could be yes. Yeah. So why do people breathe dysfunctionally? One could be from an early age; they model their parents. Their parents got a dysfunctional breath. It could be because, as I said, they don't want to experience the emotional bag, the 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 avoidant, and breathe up into the chest. Or it could be image. So they don't want to breathe into their belly because they feel they're going to get a bit of a Buddha belly or they want, to t- they want a flat belly, so they're not going to breathe there and let that hang open. In fact, what happens when you breathe into, with the diaphragm and, and, and breathe with the belly, it takes the breath right down into the pelvic girdle. It helps the digestion. For women, it helps the lady garden. We're not going to mince words here, by the way. Please so don't. So we're going to go straight in there because, this, you know, there's no, there's not time to hang around and, and pussyfoot around. So it, it really helps to get the breath further down into the belly. Also for, for grounding, for people to really help ground them and feel that's their center of gravity more stable. For anyone listening or for general, generally people, who say for example don't uh, don't come across you at the excel yeah. festival or you know how is there something that people can do instantaneously at home on their own how do they learn how to do that that is a great question so one of the first things they can do is go to my website and there's a free audio on the website and it's got my voice talking them through for eight minutes and it looks like a breath practice Every morning it sets the metronome of their breath and every evening they can do an eight-minute breath practice and it'll set their, their default of a belly breath, diaphragmatic breath, for their night's sleep. And so that's one thing that they can do. Let's say they do a, um, a breath pattern analysis themselves. So if everybody took a big deep breath in now... And just notice the muscles that are using if they go up into their chest. So if, say if we put right hand on belly and left hand on chest, take a big breath in and just notice where the movement is. If there's no movement into the right hand, there's no diaphragmatic breath and it's a chest breath. If, there's a, if the right hand is moving and there's no movement in the, in the left hand and in the, in the chest, 
they're missing an opportunity of breathing with the whole respiratory system. So just doing a breath pattern analysis and being able to see where the breath is, where the breath isn't, is one thing. The next thing is the exhale. So most people control their exhale. And actually the diaphragmatic muscle on an exhale is just a relaxing muscle. So it doesn't need to be controlled. So a huge amount of energy goes into control. So if you think about putting your shopping bags down slowly, that's a bit like the energetic holding of the exhale if you're controlling the exhale. So just a relaxed exhale then allows you to bounce into the inhale. And then relax the exhale. And a really good diaphragmatic breath rather than using the shoulder muscles. Way to go. So that's just on a physical level. On an emotional level, when we get really oxygenated in the, in the body and the breath is really fully flowing, it can release trauma. And so that's what really hooked me in at the workshop that I was at um, eight years ago. Was that a transformational breathing workshop? Yes, it yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, at the end of that, I trained for two years and became a, a practitioner. Yeah, because yeah. I did a session earlier this year with a guy. It was in Brighton, actually. And ah. it was quite a curious feeling afterwards. Right. I mean, it was amazing. And mm-hmm. there were, and we'd sort of done Wim Hof yep. method and other methods, but then this one was really powerful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what I would say, I train people now in breathwork. So I started inspirational breathing. Uh, must have been about uh, five, six years ago now. And so got my stripes as a breath worker, just working one-to-one and in groups. And a couple of years ago, I started training people. And that really floats my boat because this means that 16 people a year come through and do what I do. So I've managed to teach people to fish and, and rather than just feed them. Uh, and I take groups four at a time really intimate really thorough training and so each person each student goes through uh, 16 days of training and they have to do 50 case studies so just in their case studies 16 people this year are going to times 50 people giving free case studies so that's a lot of breast sessions that I, I personally couldn't do so that's we were talking about values. Mm. So one of my values is efficiency. Another is simplicity. And the other is creativity. So the breath is so simple. It's such a simple way. You know, right now, sometimes things can be f- feeling really complicated. This is just so simple to make strides forward. So it's really simple. Uh, it's, it's really practical and efficient. So it's sustainable with with someone when they understand their breath pattern. That's it. They get it. It's like riding a bike. They don't have to fall off. They can really focus on it. And with just you saw me do breath pattern analysis after breath pattern analysis. So I've had people coming to my tent all day, takes 10 minutes, and I just know exactly where to go and how to guide them to a much better breath. And once they once they take that on board, then they can run with it. They They've got that. And before that, they just don't have the awareness or they don't have the, the experience to know how to breathe. Nobody's ever pointed it out. Yeah. 
So coming to the next thing, asthma. So many people come to me who are asthmatic, who are on steroids. And I said, the first question I ask is, has anybody ever analyzed your breath? So you've gone to the doctor, you've got asthma, you're breathing up into your chest, you have panic attacks. Okay, has anybody ever talked to you about your breath? Nothing. No. So this is a really important element. My vision is to allow people a choice to get off steroids, to get off antidepressants, purely by using the power of their breath. It's a, it's a big vision, and I can only do that with a whole team of people, with lots of people going out there and doing the work. So that's, that's why it floats my boat. A really big farmer really needs to be uh, in check now. It's got out of control. And I think we need to get back to nature. You know, we need to get back to the natural elements. And, and the breath is simple. It's efficient. There's a guy that we know, Rob Wilson. Uh, he He's one of the other breath practitioners that we spent time with. He has a company in the U.S. called Art of Breath. And he talks about breath being the the lowest hanging fruit. Yeah. It's kind of hard to think of a better way of putting it. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. It's just so simple. Yeah. So to to make radical change, absolutely. But it works on many levels. So you can every day improve your breath and your energy levels. Or you can deal with deeply held trauma. So if we get into a really nitty-gritty conversation now when I was seven I was abused and I thought that I had cognitively dealt with it I thought that I had come to terms with it and uh, it was something that was in the past I knew about it but I had dealt with it and then when I came to breath work I, I remember this practitioner putting their their hands on my pelvis and I suddenly heard this wailing. It was a wailing banshee. I thought, what on earth is that? And it was me. And so at a cellular level, we hold trauma in the body. And I released in a way that I had never done before. It's a reptilian response. So with deeply held trauma, we can't just do it cognitively with the neocortex. It, not even with the limbic brain, the emotional brain. It has to be at a reptilian level. This is how the trauma got into the body, and it needs to have uh, what Bessel von der Kelk says. He's uh, one of the leading trauma experts in the world right now. We, we need to work bottom up and top down. So that looks like reptilian uh, uh, release is with movement, with touch, and with sound. So we, it's not just enough to talk and understand it cognitively we need to actually release from the body at a cellular level and that can't be done by talking interesting it's just absolutely fascinating the depth that the breath can go to um you had that experience with someone else that was there yes helping you through that experience right someone goes away and does the breath work on their own without the safety net of someone around them to help. Is there a possibility that they would have to deal with those things? I mean, I imagine that's quite a scary thing to to release and to, to go through when you're releasing it. Yeah. Like, the question I'm asking and I'm, yeah. and I'm walking around it is, 
anyone listening that might be quite scary to okay i'm not going to do the breath work in case i'm on my own and i start releasing trauma that i can't cope with on my own i was in a workshop at the time with plenty of people hands-on to help and what i do believe is that the body's wisdom knows perfectly when well when there is a health space and when it's safe to release trauma so I haven't heard of anybody be out of their depth by just having a five-minute breath practice. I have heard of people who, and I have witnessed, and, and a lot of the time, people who are typical shoulder breathers who come into a diaphragmatic breath, breathe into their belly, and there's a, a, a surge of emotion that initially comes up because they're holding on to stuff in their belly, and the breath clears that. And it's, it's not deep trauma, it's anxiety or it's worry. It's typically not deeply held trauma. Mm. So what I would say is don't let that stop you have a breath practice. For eight minutes, you're not going to go into deep trauma release. If you did, I think your body's wisdom would be able to get into the fetal position or get into child's pose or a position where it's really comforting and you can very easily just sob away and just feel the feelings and release and let that happen gently. It's unlikely to go into deep trauma release in, a, in an eight-minute unheld breath practice. We're talking about trusting the body's intuition right. versus the mind getting in the way. I.e. the body is going to do, if you trust the body, the body will look after you. Yes. But it's only the mind that's kind of going, well, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. And it's being able to trust that process of not of, of the mind not getting in the way and letting the body do what it wants to do. Yes. By the sounds of it. Yeah. <laughs> that's my interpretation. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, we can work on many levels. And if you want to go really deep, it's better to do it with a breath, pra- with a breath practitioner or in a group in a workshop where, the, where, there, are, where there are a few people who are assisting. So, uh, yeah, not something to do in the in the privacy of your own home. Yeah. Unless you're in the work and you've you've done a a, a training and you're you're versed in in what might happen. So I run a foundation course for five days, and I teach self sufficiency, so people can do an hour's breath by themselves and release trauma safely through using all the tools that I use. So unless they've been on a foundation course or they, they've come across the work in a, in a deep way. And how do you find um, uh, sharing, what you're, sharing your work at a festival uh, scenario versus, you know, one-on-one situations? You know, earlier on, right, obviously, okay. I walked past and there yeah. was a queue of a queue five or six people yeah, waiting yeah, yeah. to get oh, there. And, oh, we had a whole vibe going on. Oh, it was great. Right. And I guess oh. there's only, you know, within reason, there's only so much time you can give each person in yeah. this scenario. So how do you how do you work in this scenario versus mm. how you work? you know when you have a client or that's a really good question so i love the efficiency here as you say i've got a queue of people so i can in 10 minutes make a difference to someone's life by doing the breath pattern analysis and then someone else hops on the couch and then someone else hops on the couch so i've got a fast turnover really good turnover of people and spread the word so i can reach more people and i'm just putting the word out there of what's available so when i'm at home and or in my breathing room at home you know i I only see maximum two people a day if I'm one-on-one. But really at the moment, or if you're a practitioner, my uh, 
practitioners, inspirational breathing practitioners, I really recommend not more than two people a day. It's deep, deep work, and that's not even five days a week. So you can't work at that level of intensity and presence and do that you can't have five people a day on a, a day after day it doesn't work like that there would be burnout pretty pretty fast yeah. and also if someone has the courage to come to a breathwork session and really look at their stuff and be prepared to release they need space around that and they don't need for the practitioner to be clock watching yeah so my experience is that I, I had a very deep session, actually hypnotherapy session once, where I got to the memory of the child abuse. And I was spat out after one hour of just having had flashbacks that were really traumatic. You know, this seven-year-old being carried up under someone's arm into the bedroom and tied down. And then I had to come out of that session and get on my bicycle and cycle home. And my whole life had changed. It was just... Uh, really shocking so I respect people's courage to do the work and in turn give them space and time to really integrate and have space after a session to really understand the sometimes enormity of what they've just been through and they have a cup of tea and they might have a banana and oat cake and sit and be just for a while and not they're not they don't find themselves ushered down my steps and into their car they're not able to drive so yeah, yeah. so working at a festival is a, it's really great we get people uh can see a lot of people in a day they get the vibe going at home or with the students that i work with very small numbers and a lot of space around it beautiful and whereabouts are you based i'm based in brighton and goa Brighton and so, I go in. Okay. Yes. Six months and six months? Well, uh, or, more, actually, or more like one month and, and 11. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I work and also one month for festivals. So so I do. Okay. Yeah. I'm Nomad. Uh, I'm, I'm going to Goa uh, December this year and I come back in April and then I'm I'm teaching. I can, uh, end of July and August is festivals. And uh, so it, I'm about five months of the year in Goa. Yeah. Six months, teaching six in months Goa. in Brighton. Teaching in Goa, yeah, yeah. I just pick up my life from Brighton and transport it and put it down in Goa and carry on going. Amazing. I that sounds absolutely nice. <laughs> love my work. I'm very driven. I I'm just on it, and you know, I it gives me so much pleasure and so much joy to see the breath getting out there to all sorts of different communities too. So I have someone who approaches the deaf community. We're going to be working in prisons. I have someone who's got prison experience and all these different little eddies that really need attention. I work in an orphanage in Goa. There's 67 boys. Oh, my goodness. What joy. I mean, I I know that gratitude is one of the highest vibrations that we can experience, but working with these 67 boys, it's just heartwarming it's amazing they're they're just uh, really lovely so yeah my work's very varied and I make the most of where I am what I'm doing where I am at the time and um where can people find out more about your work great question okay so inspirationalbreathing.com is the website they can download a free audio and listen to that 
And there's also a Facebook page, Inspiration, Inspirational Breathing Community. Wonderful. Facebook page. And I do have Instagram, but I don't do that sort of stuff. So, uh, But I'm just delegating it to someone who does because it's <laughs> okay. not my thing. I'm not really good at that. I just like to do the breath thing. So uh, Instagram will be coming online and uh, that is something that will be available. But I have no idea really what that means. It's just a lot of hashtagging. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty uh, you I know, think it's more important that you're girl. focused on your work uh, yeah, exactly. for the world. Exactly. Yeah, I delegate all that stuff. I'm just not good at... Um, looking at screens or stuff i just prefer diaphragms which is really weird (laughs) (laughs) old school i'm really old school i'm just you know i like gardening i like cooking i like talking with people it's stuff that our ancestors did i like fires and being out in nature and all the new stuff that our ancestors didn't experience it just feels alien to me so a day sitting at a computer i really need to do a lot of breathing after that or just being in the garden and grounding it's just or uh, you know in a in a tower block if i'm my feet are off the ground i really need to ground myself and get back on on solid terra firma mm-hmm. and um but the breath work is is the most ancient thing isn't it if we're talking mm. about gardening and and cooking and laundry and this is what our ancestors did but people have been obviously breathing forever ever and this is our one most important tool that we started with and will end with and to get that right it's it's literally inspiring and and you can get so much guidance and truth coming through when you really focus internally on your breath and grounded and just deeply listen deeply listen to self it's something that people don't give themselves enough time to do yeah right yeah so that's what i would say just it's it takes it 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 takes so little time and it gives you so much back in terms of if we talk about another of my values so we've got efficiency and uh creativity and creativity is the link to the divine so we can link into the divine with the breath work and get answers and leap forwards through the breath that cognitively I couldn't have come up with those answers I go into a breathing session with myself breathe and then have some receiving time and just receive such originality it just it just lands in rather than the cogs clunking and whirring so my life's moved forwards in ways that I couldn't have ever conceived through just connecting with my breath and connecting with source, connecting with the divine. It's, it's in spirit, it's inspirational, literally. Guidance, that's it. Get plugged in. <laughs> so that's, so that's uh, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, it's a, has that sold it enough? Are you people, you're all saying out there, oh my goodness, this is a really good podcast. We're going to just rush off and have a look at our breath and analyze and see where we can go. <laughs> Onwards and upwards. Well, we spend a lot of time with different breath practitioners in the first Great. issue. We, we were with Wim and Brilliant. Um, we were with Rob and Brian from Art of Breath in the last issue. And there's right. a chap in, in Dublin called Leo Daniel, um, who we spent time with, who has the story of um, debilitating asthma and, and was on... Right. 
tremendous amounts of steroids and inhalers and various medication and came across um, Patrick McEwen's Patrick McEwen's work with Boutique or Boutique yeah and uh, you know within six months was was off was off of everything and you know um, so we just we just I don't know. Mm. <laughs> we seem to be sharing, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. different people who, who yeah. whose work is within the arena of breath. And yeah. so when we, when James pointed you out, I was like, oh yeah, that's you know, I did this breath practice with this lady over here last yeah. year. I was like, cool, we We're should go and chat. Great, <laughs> absolutely. So thank you for brilliant. your time. I really oh, appreciate well, you sharing the story. You. And uh, yeah, you're doing great work. I mean, this it's just such good education to to get the span of people that what's available now. And yeah, and to hear the story, the personal stories. I was drawn to breathwork because it really did it for me. It mm. made a big difference, mm. and it's also supported me through a lot of life challenges. So my little story is: I had cancer uh, two years ago. I went through chemotherapy. Uh, I then went through divorce, and and I had a double mastectomy as well. Physical, emotional pain. And the breath work was absolutely there for me. Uh, it supported me completely. I feel more courageous, more on track, more inspired than ever before because it took me so deep. It challenged and uh, the breath came up trumps. It was totally there for me. So I've, I've managed to take it to the depths in, in my expertise and my experience. And it was incredible. Just after a chemotherapy injection, I had so much toxicity in my body. I had a metallic taste in my mouth. And 15 minutes into the breath session, the metallic taste had gone. So I found out that 70% of our toxins from the body is released through the breath. And that taught me again how very quickly toxicity can be cleared from the body being really toxic through chemotherapy if I hadn't had that experience I, I it still got the stamp yep okay this works with chemotherapy it works with enormous emotional struggle it it works with uh, surgery and physically really challenging situation there so it's wow. it's it's deep work work with it at any level that you you really need to and it'll support you totally Amazing. wonderful yeah. thank nice you so work, much gentlemen nice work thank, thank you, you so much for giving me this opportunity yeah. pleasure thank pleasure. you for sharing the story yeah. yeah thank you cool it's a pleasure thanks